sometimes I'm surprised when someone comes to me because they want to be more charismatic at meetings or whatever. And then six months later, they're like, oh my God, I have, I'm going on a little mini tour doing stand-up at clubs. I'm like, what? Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by success. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Sex desire is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, men develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. So strong and impelling is this desire for sexual contact that men freely run the risk of life and reputation to indulge in. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc., which may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, or in any other profession or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. Napoleon Hill. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec. I am your mistress in business, helping you get it up. And I am super happy that you're here with us today because in the bedroom is Mr. Chris Drew. Hello, sir. How you doing? Oh, I'm so good. I'm all oiled up. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> awesome. So give us 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you love to do. Yeah, I would love to. So my name is Chris. I'm a comedian. I use the art form to help other people become more charismatic and confident communicators. So, you know, my clients are businesses, entrepreneurs, or people who are just missing that creative spark, but everything comes back to comedy for me. Nice. I love it. So how did you get into comedy as a thing? Yeah, I wanted to do comedy because I was fascinated with hidden camera shows as a, as a child. And then I was like, okay, how do you do that? And it was like, oh, those are all stand-up comedians or they're improv comedians. So it was like, okay, take some improv classes, try some stand-up. And, you know, over the years, I just kept trying different things, bunch of experimentation, and here I am. But the original idea was like, oh, I want to be on a hidden camera show. That was awesome. So for for the those of us who have our mind in the gutter, what do you mean by hidden camera shows? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean like the classic. Well, well, actually, well, if, if there was a sexual like naughty hidden camera show, like what channel is that on? Because that sounds wild. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm talking about stuff like like you know old school like candid camera a little bit more modern ish like punks you know or like faking the video stuff like that just basically any any program where people were put on the spot there was no thing could go air quotes wrong and but sometimes maybe something going wrong is really right so i was just drawn to that organized chaos pretty early love it so give us an example of who you work with who's your ideal client in in all of the you do right now my ideal client michelle is someone who recognizes that being being more creative would improve their business but they just don't know 
they don't know how to how to pursue that, right? Or it's like someone who sees a value in their marketing being funnier, but they just but they don't feel funnier. They don't really want to go to do stand up at a comedy club. So I I I'm basically the bridge for for comedic expression uh, for a lot of people because I think when you learn a skill like improv, you you it it it, it really it's. It, it makes it easier to to adopt and and just like per, and put comedy on the forefront in a way that I think is mo mostly intimidating for people. Like if you tell someone, "Oh, be funnier," or "You should," this isn't funny enough. It's very intimidating. That I think improv really helps out with that. Right, I love that. And to me, there's this for some people. There's this huge brick wall of I'm over here, funny's over there, and ne'er shall the two. <laughs> Fine. So how do you start to break that wall down? How do you at least get a window or a, a glimmer of hope of the light down the tunnel for what could yeah. be funny? Yeah, well, the first thing I have to do is get people to not try so damn hard because <laughs> that's the that's the most challenging thing. I tell you, Michelle, whenever if I have a comedy class and I'm asking people, you know, what brought you to me? Anyone who comes out and says, well, I've always been the funny one in my group, I know that they're going to actually have the most difficult time because they already have this set of rules and they already think that what they do is just perfect and they're a lot less likely to learn. So the first thing I do is make sure people know, don't try too hard. Don't. This is not about showing up and every line is a home run. It's way more about practicing patience, in the moment communication and finding the truth of these scenarios. So when you tell someone who, without a comedy background those things, they tend to uh, feel less intimidated, which is a great place to be when you're learning comedy. Nice, I love it. Well, and it's always been my experience that the quiet ones, they may never say anything, but when they do, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely have experienced that for sure. It's that ability to be able to withhold and stand back for a while, create that tension, and then you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to the person who you know has to say ten things over and over again to find the one thing that has value, right? That's that's safer for a lot of people just to keep blabbing and blabbing. But ideally, you know, you are able to find the thing and hit it right away. Nice, I love that. So, what are some of the elements in comedy that is different than, say, art and creativity and poetry and being able to bring out your creativity what makes what's some of the magic that comedy does well i think i think that the the advantage that comedy has over other art forms is that no one really says i don't like to laugh right like someone might might claim that they don't like visual art they're like going to a museum they don't get anything out of it it's like they're probably ultimately they are wrong or they're looking at it the wrong way but i get it you know i get it it's like that's an interest you watching you know seeing someone paint doesn't interest you but everyone likes laughing so comedy has a massive advantage in terms of being taken seriously as an art form although that's also a disadvantage because how do you take something like comedic seriously but you have to be serious about comedy to be good at it so I, I think its strengths are also its weaknesses mm -hmm. I love it so when when somebody kind of breaks through and they have those moments where it, it just becomes a little easier or they get it, it does it become kind of this thing that they're like oh my god this is awesome I'm gonna use this all the time or is it just make it easier to be able to have conversations and 
Like how do most people use it when they break it through? I love, I love that question because sometimes I'm surprised when someone comes to me because they want to be more charismatic at meetings or whatever. And then six months later, they're like, oh my God, I have, I'm going on a little mini tour doing standup at clubs. I'm like, what? <laughs> that is not <laughs> what the end game was at first. But when you learn this stuff, you really does, you know, it, it gives you, it gives you this confidence that, that, you know, when you start, when you start using it, you know, like that's where you take it. You, you know, it's like you took this comedy class because you wanted your speeches to be more entertaining or you didn't want to be a nervous wreck at networking, uh, networking events. And now you're on stage at a comedy club. So I, I've seen, I've seen people do that. I would say most people, most people, what they do with it is, um, is, is, is not like take it on the stage, but that's always an option. And I, and I'm, and, you know, I've done a bunch of that myself as well. So, so clients before have been like, okay, now what do I actually do with this? I have 10 minutes of material. Like, what do you recommend I do? And I'm like, all right, well, here are the open mics in your area. Record it, send me the video, let's see how it goes. So that's, I mean, it, it's such a fun art form because really there's no, there's no, um, there's not very many barriers between, between you and trying it. Like wherever you live, there's probably an open mic that you can just show up to. And then I can tell you, no, they they want new blood. So it, it's it's fascinating, really. I love it. So I'm going to go into the, <laughs> the, the bringing the newbies in and kind of the, the terrain that they have to master in order to get to mastery. Um, but first, looking at kind of humor as a thing, is there kind of rules of humor that somebody has to understand? Or is it like, is it different writing um, scripts, if you will, or jokes for stand-up versus improv? How does, how did the, like, what's the breakdown of comedy into its spectrum? I guess that's what yeah, I'm really so asking. Well, well, I, I think I got you here. So, like with 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 comedy, there there's different forms, right? Where it's like, oh, are you writing for current events? Are you doing like topical humor, or are you doing stuff that's more evergreen? You know, like you could always tell this this story about your breakup because you you know because you know people don't care whether or not you were just dumped yesterday or five years ago, right? Uh, there's also like punch-ups you know like someone can give me a script for a speech they're making at like a fundraising gala and they're like make this funnier and it's like cool maintain the the primary premise of the speech but but pop in some jokes here and there so there's all kinds of ways uh about uh ways to go about doing it and and with improv improv is traditionally you know it's completely made up on the spot i mean it, it might be like a certain type of format like we're doing again, jokes about current events, or, or maybe like we're roasting someone in the audience on the spot, but we don't know who they are. So we're going off of appearances or making assumptions. I mean, there's so many different ways to go about doing comedy. Nice. Is there any one particular that you find easier or more fun to do? Oh, my all-time favorite, you know, if, if if I were tasked with like doing the best possible comedy show that I can do uh, to save the world or whatever, um, no. terrible idea for a movie, but a great way to, you know, repurpose this question. I'm probably <laughs> doing, um, I'm doing an improv show and I'm doing it with people who I've never met before, who have never done improv. And that's actually a show that I, that I've done a bunch of times all over the country because I find that it's like the most pure, like weird 
in the moment type of comedy there is because you're watching people learn improv for the first time. You're watching someone who's done it forever have to adjust in the moment to people who don't know what they're doing. There's so much trust involved. And it's like watching, it's like watching a weird magic show and a comedy show all at the same time. So that's, that's, that's my specialty. Like I, I love doing weird improv formats like that. Fine. So are you planning on a Netflix series anytime soon? <laughs> Not at the moment, but I am filming a bunch of stuff this year. One of my big goals this year is to uh, is to put a lot more things on on film so that things like that can happen uh, if that's what the world uh, wants from me, you know. But really, my focus right now is is on helping people, and and you know, I, I still I have weekly shows. I still perform a lot, but the thing that I think about when I wake up in the morning and go to bed at night is like using the material to help other people. I love it. So back to my other thing that I said I would get back to is, is there kind of a a path, even though it's meandering from, from breaking into comedy to kind of mastering the skill set of being funny? Yeah. So if we're talking like traditional, you know, traditional path of a comedian, it's going to start off by doing a ton of open mics, just like eating shit over and over and over again being uncomfortable then being really comfortable then thinking you're the shit and then realizing i'm not the shit hold on <laughs> it, it does have a lot of porn metaphors in there it's like oh i don't know if i want to start with those one. <laughs> which is probably yeah, a good career choice to have to start off there and go <laughs> <laughs> excuse me so um Ooh. i don't know what happened right there i got choked up Aw, that's so sweet. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, where were we? Uh, talking about the oh, path to success as a comic. Yeah, and so you know, so it's like you you basically get to the point where you have your set. You know, like I have my ten minute set. I can do it anywhere, and then ideally it becomes twenty, twenty five, thirty. It's like a years, years, years long process for people, you know. Um, but then every not everyone's goal is to take their stand-up set and be on Netflix. Some people's goal is to like I said earlier, like have their speeches at work be funnier or like not be not be an idiot on a date, you know. Like some people's <laughs> goals are a lot more human than the yeah, as opposed to like Hollywood. A little more subtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So give us an example of one of the Cinderella stories of one of your clients, whether it's teamwork or individually. Yeah. Okay. So there's someone, she actually lives here in New Orleans. I work with people virtually, but she lives here and she came to me because uh, she, she comes to shows a lot. So she knows who I am. And she was nervous about getting a promotion at her job where she was going to be in charge of of training other people and talking at conferences and she just she was like I need help with this so we started doing some regular public speaking training and in the middle of it I was like because she loves comedy it's like we like, like I want you to do a stand-up set and they can be about your work I actually don't care but I just want you to do a stand-up set and of course she's like she's like terrified it's like hurt one of her nightmares right um well cut to this is like a year ago cut to now she's getting booked all over the city of new orleans doing comedy shows at clubs at breweries at bars because because she just really took to it in a way that was like 
I mean, she just like, got the assignment, but then went way above and beyond. Now, I'm not taking all the credit for this. Uh, I'm taking credit for like trying to like, push her that way. But she has blown up in a way that I that I think is it's so charming, it's so playful, and uh, it's not what any of us really expected. And I and and now we're actually working on her doing comedy at work function. So it's gone from how do I speak? How do I speak with more confidence? at work now it's gone from that to maybe i can get hired as a corporate comic telling jokes at these events where before it was like i don't even know how to talk at these events so that's what that's my favorite most recent one but you know i'm fortunate because there's stuff like that that happens all the time people who come to me that have that have like the guts to want to get better and then they and then they and then we find this thing and then it's like oh my god this is like you should be pursuing this i know you took an improv class so that you can learn how to talk to girls but you should actually keep doing this you should do this all the time and uh it's really fun it's really joyful i love it so is there i would assume that a lot of people just based on all the ones i've worked with are afraid of crossing the line it's like, because there tends to be, in my experience, a line of, it's got to be truthful, but not so truthful that it hurts. <laughs> you still got to kind of knock on the door in order for it to be funny. And that tends to make it pretty easy to cross the line. I'm assuming people are pretty afraid of that when they start. Yeah, I, honestly, I wish people were more afraid of it when they start <laughs> because <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen people who huh. think that, that's what it is that like that is what comedy is comedy is crossing the line where it's like i mean it can be but you sort of have to earn it you don't get to just do it right i can't tell you how many times i've seen someone go to an open mic and they think that the name of the game is just to be as raunchy as possible where it's like you know and, and, the, and there's crickets in the audience and they're just like what happened the other guy was disgusting and everyone laughed at him it's like yeah but that was rooted in some sort of truth or like, and he's like a more polished performer and he was delivering it with confidence. You seemed like you were just saying that to get a rise out of people and you mm -hmm. actually got the opposite of a rise. Like they, they weren't even disgusted. They were just bored. They weren't, they weren't <laughs> offended. They were, they were, they were bored. Um, so it's tough. You know, I, 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 I think that the, 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 the real trick is to the secret sauce is, Describing what your perspective is. That's like day one. Day one of working with me. If, you, if you're if you're hiring me to help you with comedy, it's like, what is your perspective? What is your unique perspective? And if you're in your twenties, we we probably don't know what it is. You might have some ideas, but we probably don't know. If you're in your thirties, you have a much better chance. Forties, you probably know who you are and what you're about, and we can find ways to mine that perspective for jokes a lot a lot more efficiently. Nice. I love that. And I love that you're there to be able to draw that out of people because I, I think that people can't see what that thing is because it's it's just an innate part of them at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun for me because I've I've I'm very fortunate that I've I've had a ton of jobs in the comedy world. I've 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 just done a bunch of things and this is a thing that I'm getting off on the most like I really love what I'm doing here and it feels you know like helping someone get the confidence to try comedy and then keep pursuing it feels just as good to me right now as like getting a pilot uh on MTV felt you know five years ago or whatever you know I, I just I just really really love where I'm at right now.
I love it. Love it. Love it. So in, in we're, we're going to get people started. So I'm assuming that at, based on what we've talked about, that it really doesn't matter what somebody's objective is. If they want to become a comedian, they can start with you. If they just want to talk to, you know, somebody on a date, they can start with you. There really is no starting point that they can't start with you. And then kind of as they morph into their experience that you'll at least be able to give them direction of where to go next. Um, if they want to write for CNN or uh, CNN. Yeah, that'll <laughs> <laughs> I meant Saturday Night Live, SNL. We need more comedians <laughs> on CNN, actually. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. So I know they're going to want more from you. How do they start the journey with you? Yeah, the easiest thing is to send me an email. I'm Chris at hellyescreative.com. All I need to know about you is like, what's the end game? You know, like, 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 like what's your inspiration? And for a lot of my people, it's, it's, I just want to do something creative. I'm just curious about this. I want to pursue something creative. And that's a that's a really great answer to the question. So don't get spooked. It's not like, oh, I want to have a 25-minute sketch comedy show and I want to have my Instagram be, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's like, you could just say you want to be creative. Also, specific goals are all, can also be cool, but it all starts with an email, chris mm -hmm. at hellyescreative.com. And let's chat from there. I love it. So peeps, if you're not getting your seven minutes of laughter in every day, quit relying on other people and <laughs> start internally and go from there. Make yourself hey, laugh for it. seven minutes a day. Beautiful. Love it. Awesome. So I get to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Ooh, I think it was in, um, you know, I was in college and Christy and Mike True, mom and dad, they were like, hey, this comedy thing, uh, you seem to care about it a whole lot and you don't seem to care about these grades that you are tanking. Why don't you drop out and see what that looks like? And I said, mom, dad, I'll never forget that you said that. And uh, so, yeah, sometime around then they gave me the power and the energy. And then I never looked, I never looked back. I love that. So were they in complete sincerity or was it kind of sarcasm kind of like, well, you may as well. <laughs> No, it was complete sincerity. I mean, nice. my, my, my parents, my parents were badasses. Uh, that was the most badass thing that I've ever uh, gotten from them, for sure. That's fantastic. I can't imagine any parent having that that much insight to go, "Hey, you clearly got a skill and you love it, and rock and go rock and roll." Yeah, nice. Love that. Awesome. You have been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? Hey, uh, thank you for listening. And, you know, uh, let's all have a rate and review party for Michelle's podcast here. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm going to I'm going to spend all night writing a 5000 word review and then I'm going to petition Apple for letting me post a review that's far beyond their established word count. But that's what I'm going to do. I'll be at their offices tomorrow morning protesting. Y'all come join me. Nice. Yeah, we, we want to place in the comedy channel. That's all I ask. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. And Chris, thank you for your time. I know how valuable it is and I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelik, your mistress in business. Thank you for being here today. Be sure to subscribe to your show. And of course, bring a friend. We like having friends. Growing your business. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Little Blue Pill for Business podcast with your mistress in business, Michelle Nedelik. Why are you still here? Go to littlebluepillforbusiness.com and get your goodies. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to share it with somebody else that you know would enjoy getting it up in business. 
after you subscribe to the podcast, of course, so you won't miss any future episodes. Now, check the notes for links. Oh, and only tell your wife if she's into this, you know, entrepreneurship. And I'll see you both on the other side.